0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. So this podcast won't make you faster, this episode at least. Uh, It might make you think a little bit. It's definitely got me thinking uh, really about inclusion in cycling. And I struggle with this part because being one of the only LGBTQ open racers at the Cat One, you know, doing the Pro-Am races, um, I'm the only one out that I know by by the numbers it obviously uh people aren't comfortable being out and being themselves and i understand the fear behind that but that that's not what this is about um if you noticed cycling weekly had posted a couple articles that i wrote for them one on how to use sweet spot and you know i'm a big fan of not abusing sweet spot and then a vo2 max article and one of the editors said hey man We're, you know, I noticed you're gay. We're going to do this, uh, thing towards pride month and want to understand more why there are no pro gay cyclists or anyone really in the LGBTQ community that we can find. Um, they did find a guy in the UK, I believe who is out and I don't know his name, um, but he had said, hey, maybe you could talk to, like, some of these American pros that you know and just get their sense. Like, what do, what do they think about why that is? Is it that there's a fear in the Peloton of, like, rocking the boat? Like, there's only so many jobs. You don't want to be the gay person that then might, you know, maybe the team manager's not down with that. And you, lo- you maybe don't lose a job, but you don't get a job because of it. Or maybe you feel... uh, Someone once called cycling a macho sport. I'm like, dude, we're in Lycra. Like, (laughs) cycling to me does not come across as macho. Um, And the cycling community has always struck me as people that are more open-minded. For the... Ah, Maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, There's definitely some bigots. I've definitely had some things said to me that were less than scholarly, we'll call it. Uh, But, you know... (laughs) I just feel bad for those people because, you know, there's going to be someone gay in their life at some point And they've said all these really nasty things. And it's just like, man, you're really letting that person down that cares about you in a big way. But I digress. The, the most interesting thing was I could not get anyone to comment on this. I'm actually, and maybe because people didn't want to be put in an article as being pro-LGBTQ. Maybe they didn't want to be pro-inclusion. You know, I think now, the thing that I think of, I've talked a lot of, you know, my... Man, we're going to go on a on a little wormhole here. Black Lives Matter came out, and my former, well, he's, I'm still going to call him my reverend because um, I don't have a new parish yet, but my reverend in Memphis is black. And he had made a comment that, you know, we were talking about things that you can do to besides just post, you know, I don't want to take away from all of us that have posted like the Black Lives Matter square, but even if Zai posted that, I'm like, this is not really doing much or enough, or I can, or said so different I can do more. Right. But I'm realistic. I'm not going to be going on big marches and um, I'm not the biggest activist. I I try to tread lightly even in my activism for LGBTQ rights. And really, it's not even rights that I care about. It's more in trying to help people feel more normal being gay, Um, (laughs) not hating themselves. It's a really horrible way to live. But he had made the comment to me hey, you just checking in with your friends of color makes a huge difference. Send them a message. And so I sent a message to some of my friends. It was just like, hey, it embarrasses me that I had to get this urging or recommendation from my reverend and didn't think of it on my own. But how you doing? Like there was a lot of you could feel the tension in the air when Black Lives Matter first started cracking. And I mean, it's not a tension that has died down for any black person in America. They're dealing with it every day. The sad thing is I think it's died down for me as a white person a little bit because it's not always on the forefront of my mind. But to be fair, um, you know, one of my friends who is black posted on Facebook, like he's like, I get it. If you're not black, it's hard for you to stay fully in this because you don't feel it directly every day. You might wake up, go to work, see your family, go to sleep. Someone wasn't a total bigot to you. Um, And I feel the same way about, you know, you can never compare being black in America as the same as being gay in America because one of my friends who's black and gay said, I walk outside and I get on the sidewalk, everyone knows I'm black, no one knows I'm gay. And that was always the thing that I could hide behind, right? Like I'm not a stereotypical, I hate even saying that, like what is the stereotypical gay person? But most people that meet me, 95% are going to say, this dude's straight. Um, I mean, I've been in a gay bar and had to convince people that I was gay, which is a whole other funny story. But uh, And it's also very funny when I was living in Belgium and my friend Lauren was living with me. So I was the quote-unquote straight guy that brought the girl to the gay bar. Uh, yeah, a lot of good stories from there. Shout out, Lauren. But so going back to this, you know, I think when I look at something like the Williams brothers are doing a huge thing for inclusion in sport with Black Lives Matter... I think it's easier sometimes for white people to post, hey, I want to support this because there's not a downside to it unless your friends are like racist bigots. However, one thing that I struggled with growing up was I never, ever supported anything LGBTQ. I didn't want to like like an article on Facebook. I didn't want to do anything because I didn't want to signal to other people that I might be gay. So I think for other people, if I look at like, let's use my, you know, white friend, random person, X, who's single, they sometimes might feel, hey, if I support this, it might sort of put me in that camp, right? Hopefully this comes across in in the right way of just thinking about how other people think about supporting things. So I'm going to circle back with some athletes. But, you know, I forget what a guy had mentioned to me. This was a year ago and he said my Instagram was like cycling gay rights and like mega rides or something like that and I was just like "Wow, it's interesting like gay rights is is that part of my thing um, and I really don't want to wait I want to be out there and like being proud I want somebody to be able to look at me and be like damn that dude's gay and he seems like he's having a pretty good time with life because that was one thing I looked for which sound if you're straight and you haven't been through the process that might sound really weird like what are you talking about but like i remember there was a surgeon that was gay that wasn't openly out but i had found out through someone else he was gay and i would like just look at this dude like huh like people in his or people clearly know that he's gay he seems to be happy maybe i could do that someday um and i know that's hard to maybe conceptualize but there's just a lot of negative thoughts that you have about like You're going to lose all your friends. Your parents are going to be disappointed in you, da 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 And it's a process. Um, I was very lucky to have a lot of understanding people around me. So once I did decide to let people in on who I was, um, it was a journey for sure. There was a lot of conversations, but it all ended up being phenomenal. There are other people that don't have that support system there. Um, maybe more closed-minded people in their life, but you their journey is just longer. You get to the end, you get to a great point. Um, and if anybody needs help with that, definitely reach out. But, you know, I think this is like part one of of this, like, sorry to say like, I hate when I do that. Um, um, like, um, like, I feel that if I could use this podcast to help one person be like, damn, you know what? Maybe I should talk to my friends about how I feel. Or maybe I should talk to my family. or Maybe I should stop hiding who I am. That would be pretty amazing. And maybe I need to be more open about... I don't want to like fight for inclusion, but I want to be on the forefront of having it be more prominent in cycling and maybe that's something i need to think about for 2022 maybe that becomes somehow more of what i stand for um as and maybe you know my instagram bio now is just cycling and pride and maybe those two things need to come together a little bit more because i know when i was a kid i needed I wanted so badly to see an athlete that was out there thriving. Not doesn't have to be a pro athlete. just has to be someone happy. <laughs> I think I'm a pretty happy person. Um, pretty happy with where life is. I know there's a lot of people struggling that, that aren't feeling that. And when I was younger, the verbiage that came out to us as kids through mostly like MTV was probably one of the only media outlets that I trusted, which is funny to say I trusted them. But like I watched MTV was like Pedro. And that narrative was, if you're gay, you're going to have sex with a guy, you're going to get AIDS, and you're going to die. And I was like, oof, that's not me. And, you know, painting the picture of super effeminate men, I'm like, hmm, that's not me either. So I needed more of a Michael Sam from the Rams. He was huge. When he came out, I was like, dude, if that dude can do it, like look at all the eyes that he has on him. He's in the NFL, and he's going to be real with himself. Yeah, I need to figure out how to boss up and do my thing. So I want to be that person – For one other person in cycling. Um, So anyways. The reason I post this is just. Man it's time that. that I think of using this cycling vehicle. Beyond just. Going to races. And I messaged back. A guest that we had. uh, Because I had messaged him initially. And I didn't get a response back. And I'm kind of like. This is weird. No one will talk about this. And granted I didn't ping 100 people. I pinged half a dozen to 10 that I felt comfortable with um, that I thought would feel comfortable with me. And some sent me to other people. One guy kind of blew me off. One, one guy didn't answer. Um, Most people don't ghost people. And so I was just like, wow, wait, so this is an issue. It's interesting. Let's see where this goes. I'm curious. Hope you have a great day. Go train. Do you find happiness?